Hello and welcome to the Miami Media School and Chicago Media School podcast. On today's episode, we'll be discussing COVID and life after COVID. So stick around. Keep it on smash. Let it play, boy. Stay tuned in to the dopest station around. I know you're going to dig this. And thank you for joining us. Today's topic is COVID and life after COVID and life with COVID and all things COVID. So we have a lot of good guests on the show today. We have the students from Chicago Media School. How are you guys doing today? All right. Good, good. Good. So uh, I know down here, down here in Miami, the COVID situation is out of control. Um, our government doesn't seem to know what they're doing. Uh, get conflicting, uh, conflicting stories every day. How, how's the situation up there in Chicago? Uh, good. We actually just got 25% uh, like for indoor uh, restaurants and everything. So it's picking up a little bit more and then going the other direction. It's still not sure what to do. Yeah. Schools and everything. Teachers are not packed yet. Well, it's a process. Yeah. So are the, the uh, you mentioned the restaurants were closed up until now. They're just now starting to open up again? Well, it was only outdoor um, seat, which didn't make any sense. Like, it would be indoor seat. You would just have, like, people open and call it outdoor seat. But now it's actually uh, indoor, 25% um, at indoor seating, and no groups here than four. Yeah, that's funny. I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that outdoor seating, and then when it's cold or it's raining, they have, they put up, like, the, uh, the screens or whatever. So you're basically yeah. indoors, yeah. outdoors. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what a lot of people yeah, yeah. yeah, so um, one of the things that I thought was kind of weird about COVID is when I traveled, I, I was I was up in Michigan a couple weeks back, and when we were at the airport, we have to sit, you know, six feet apart. You can't sit next to anybody. You, you have to be in line six feet apart and everything. Then you sit down inside the airplane, which is basically like a long tube yeah, and you got people in front of you next to you behind you so it's like wait a minute we had to socially distance at the airport but not inside the plane how does that make sense yeah that's so, kind of crazy it's crazy yeah it is kind of crazy but yeah and it's weird that michigan does that like literally michigan wisconsin iowa indiana have been open since the pandemic like they never Officially, ever reach like the highest level of COVID shutdown. So, like, literally, everyone from Illinois has been traveling to those states to, you know, go to bars, go out to eat and stuff. So, it's just like crazy that Michigan would be one of the states to do that. Yeah. So, down here, down here, restaurants have been open um, for a couple months already. So, they. Just to get away. Yeah, so supposedly they're not supposed to open to full capacity, but uh, some of these places get pretty packed and basically nobody's really saying anything about it, so. Hey, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty like, sure restaurants are, are allowing full capacity and saying some white lies in there. Yeah. Uh, there's been a couple of... Uh, there's been a couple of like uh, gym owners because in the beginning gyms were not allowed to open. 
So there's a couple of gym owners that were um, pretty upset about that. You know, saying like when you're at the gym, you're basically keep to yourself for the most part and you can, you can distance at a gym. Uh, but it, apparently the government thought, felt otherwise. Um, do you guys think that's fair that certain establishments are allowed to open and others do not? You know, I think that's the most messed up part of it. It's like, especially because it's only really hurting like one industry, and that's like hospitality. You know, it's like for jewels and everything, you can see a hundred people at Jewel, but you can't go to a restaurant that only can sit 45 people or, you know, like it just doesn't make sense. And a lot of people are in the bad end of the state because. There's no relief programs or anything that's helping these businesses help out at all. So like a lot of restaurants are closing down. Yeah, unfortunately, there, there's no relief for the little mom and pop stores because the the, uh, the big corporations they all made a lot of money during the pandemic. Yeah, there's a lot of gray area. <laughs> yeah, we've got some big stores just downtown. You got some big stores that are closing? Yeah, Macy's, right? This Macy's store on Gordon Taylor, Gap. All those big stores are closing. Wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Um Yeah, what sees like the big stores, they could survive somewhat because they, they could they can have an online presence. You know, you can still go and buy whatever you want online. Um, it's like the mom and pop places. Like if you own a little restaurant somewhere, a little bar or something like that, that, that it becomes a lot harder for you. We have, you know, an independent little clothing store or something. Um, you know, it becomes a little crazier. So, stimulus. We're supposed to get some some stimulus relief for COVID. Uh, yeah, the Republicans are complaining again. It's too much money. Too much money. So Biden's original plan was 1.9 trillion. Uh, they wanted to bring that down to 600 billion. Uh, right. Which once again means we get screwed. <laughs> Definitely, we get screwed. Eight million people that's been laid off. Yeah, people keep getting laid off, and, and you know, even six hundred dollars is not really doing much for you. Even two thousand, you know, it's nice. It helps. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that's that's but, six hundred lasted a, a nice week. You know, that's yeah, one that's, deal. Yeah, that's the budget, right? Yeah. So also, yeah. Or you got some, you got some countries who are, who are who put together some COVID packages and they're getting COVID checks monthly. Yeah. 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 I I think Biden's going to push it through though because I think the Democrats are trying to do it after Republicans like the Republicans did down when Trump was in office. So it's only right that the Democrats you know have their fun with it now. Right. Yeah. The problem is that unfortunately you need both sides to pass anything in in congress and that's that's where everything always becomes a stalemate or what ends up happening is when you finally do pass something it's so watered down or so full of other stuff that they throw in there that it doesn't look anything like the original bill was intended to yeah 
Well, Biden, Trump said he was going to pass regardless with, with or without the Republicans. So we got to see if this is really going to work out. Yeah, because the, the uh, Democrats have control of the Senate now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with, uh, with the vote of the Vice President. Yeah, with Kamala being the deciding vote. So. Yeah. So that goes through, that's fine. But my question is, once we get that one check, is there going to be another one? Because that one check you paid for maybe a month, and you still have people being laid off, and you still have people just struggling. That's going to put them back a little, up a little bit, and then they're going to go back down because that money is just gone. So when's the rest of the money coming? Well, if you're on unemployment, on unemployment, he's saying uh, $400 for those that are on unemployment. $400 extra. So, if you're on the Yeah, yeah. It's going to start working soon. <laughs> yeah, so they... Unemployment is at a level where there's no need to work these days. Don't let them hear you say that, though, because that's what they used the last time. Right. That, that, that's what that their argument was, that people will stop working. You don't want to work because yeah, they're, they're making more money. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that first COVID package. Uh, people were getting shoot what fifteen to twelve hundred dollar checks. Yeah, two thousand dollar checks, and then I was right after taxes. Yeah, yeah. But it was helping. Yeah, it helps. But like you say, they use that as an excuse that uh, you know, if you give people free money, you're just gonna make them lazy. Nobody's gonna want to work. So not too late. If you want us to stay, stay, stay socially distanced, you want us to stop the stop the virus. You want us to do all of these things, right? So, like, when is it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's conflicting ideologies, conflicting stories. Uh, who's running the show? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who's making all the decisions? Well, that's that's yeah. That's you know that's the good thing and the bad thing about our political system is that we have checks and balances. So one branch of government can't be more powerful than the other. But unfortunately, what that does sometimes it, it just creates a stalemate when when they can't agree on anything and they just bicker back and forth. Well, that's why I love John. I think Trump changed all that. <laughs> For the worst? Voting is so powerful. I mean, you, we can vote these guys out. If everybody commits to voting, we can vote these guys out. Just like we did with Trump. We could. I think Trump exposed like, how, much of, how much power the president could truly have. Because I think up until like, Trump, people were just you know, relying on checks and balances. But it, Trump was like, no, I'm the president. Like, there's nothing in law that says I really have to listen to you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the funny <laughs> thing. You know the funny thing is when Trump started using executive powers, executive actions to to pass his stuff. Um, you know the, the Republicans were cool with that. Yeah, that's the way. That, that's okay. You legislate like that. But now that Joe Biden in his first week has passed a bunch of executive orders. Now they're all crying. No, that's overreach. He's using the executive powers. He's abusing the powers. They want to cry about it. You're right. So it's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was all fine and dandy when you were doing it, but now what happened now? So then he's using executive powers to get things done. 
if he didn't do that, then they would be crying like, well, what is he doing? He's not getting anything done. So you, you, you can you can never win. I just know Obama was just sitting at home, just like, I can't believe this, this guy can get away from us. Yeah, well, if Obama had been a president, I think we'd be in a lot better situation right now than we currently are. I, I know yeah. that for a fact. So. I think our biggest problem was we just didn't shut down. We halfway shut down the nation, you know, like, we literally left it up to the state to do what they really wanted to do instead of taking orders and saying everything needs to be well, so, too much to realize, you know, to really bend the curve how they've been trying to say bend the curve for however long. It's like, did we bend the curve? No. We're still. I mean, when you look at it, COVID, uh, first anniversaries, we celebrated that this this year, this month, January, was the first year anniversary, the first COVID in the U.S. Okay. It wasn't until March until Trump decided to shut everything down. This is crazy because I was yeah. reading about the COVID virus, like, I think the months prior to that, like, in the Middle East, they were, like, having outbreaks and illnesses and stuff. Like, I was probably all this. Yeah. Like, it's like, how about here? We're going to close our borders. We're going to see the problem. And I literally woke up one morning. It's like, yeah, first COVID case in, I think it was in New York or L.A. I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But we were told, don't worry about it. It'll be gone by April. Miraculously. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think about the vaccine? That's, I mean, I think it's necessary. My mom's going to take it tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, my dad just took it last week. And he was on the fence saying, like, at first, like, hey, I don't know. Because, I mean, he's older. He's older than 65. And he was just like, yeah, because um, he also works with the government. He was like, yeah, I mean, we need to, I mean, we're, we're basically not getting forced to take it, but it's highly recommended. And I don't know, he was just like, yeah, I mean, I think everybody needs to take it. I mean, I don't think it's any harm more than what we're doing to ourselves, not wearing masks and all that other stuff, like traveling, not yeah. going after, you know? But you get vaccinated takes at least 10 years. Yeah, but I think the, the stuff that's in vaccines right now, it's like, they've been tested before. It's not like they're putting new things in these vaccines. Well, yeah, that's that's true and not true. Uh, because there's different manufacturers. And one of the manufacturers, uh, I forget the name of it right now, they're, they're doing some new technology that they haven't used before. With the with the RNA versus the the uh, live viruses, how they used to do it before. Um, is it AstraZeneca? I forget. I forget who's the who's the manufacturer that's making it. And they're using a new technology. Um, so the the Moderna one and the Pfizer one are, are still with the old school technology, but there's the new one. I think yeah, it's AstraZeneca, I forget. Yeah, me personally, I actually was a part of the Moderna trial. I signed up for it back in September. And actually, I just became unblinded as of yesterday. It turns out I had the placebo the whole time. So they actually gave me the first shot of the Moderna vaccine yesterday. And so far, I'm fine. The only 
thing that I'm dealing with as of right now is just the soreness in the arm as well as the stiffness. But otherwise, I, you know, I don't feel any fevers. I'm not tired or tired, tired and whatnot. Um, I'm fine. And personally, I did the trial as well as the vaccine simply because of the fact that um, one of my close friends, her husband actually died from COVID. Um, in, in April of last year and then right after his funeral a guy that I used to talk to in college had passed away from COVID and then a month ago my stepdad's mother had died from COVID and in addition to that I knew a lot of people who caught the COVID virus some were like asymptomatic however some really suffered really bad and whatnot so for me personally I took it um, because of the fact that my mom is three years cancer free and as of right now she is in remission but she stays in Jack Jack Jacksonville Florida and the last time I actually saw her was literally when COVID-19 hit so y'all can just imagine how I feel because I haven't seen my mom in almost a year you know and then in addition to that my father stays in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he has like a lot of breathing problems and things of that nature. So I did it more so to not only protect myself, but also to protect my loved ones who are going through um, health challenges and things of that, that nature and whatnot. Because don't get me wrong, I miss the concerts, I miss going to the clubs, I miss going to brunch. I miss traveling and doing all of that, but in the same token, I would rather be able to do that with the people that I love and support rather than me saying, oh, screw it, I'm gonna gonna still do it, and then I'm losing friends and family left and right and whatnot. So that's just my personal take from it as well as my personal experience with it. Um, I think I'm due to go back to get the second shot um March first. So it's six oh, weeks after, right? I'm sorry? It's six weeks after you get your first shot, right? Something like that? It's three weeks after. Okay, three weeks. It's three weeks after. So let me ask you a question. When you did the trial and they gave you the placebo, at, at what point do they let you know that it was a placebo and not the actual So what happens is that during the trial um, they basically told us that that basically the only way that we would be able to, to, to become unblinded is basically be is basically between two options. First option is let's say I said, you know what, screw it, I don't want to do the trial no more. Then basically that's when they'll tell you, okay, you were a placebo or basically you got the actual vaccine. The second option was basically when the FDA said, you know what, we're going to give you emergency use authorization to basically distribute the vaccine. The moment the FDA gave Moderna the EUA and whatnot, um, they basically contacted all of us and basically said, hey, um, if you would like to become unblinded, um, basically, we're going to start call, calling people to come in um, to basically do like the nasal swab, the blood work, and things of that nature. And then 
that's when you can say, hey, I want to be unblinded or no, I don't want to be unblinded and so forth. So. Okay. Good. That was pretty interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so what do you guys think of uh, of the conspiracy theories about the vaccines and uh, Bill Gates and and all well, that? No, wait, 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 I got a question, I got a question, I got a question. Yeah. Alright, so I, I empathize with all that he said, right? But when, when it comes to a vaccine, you know, usually there is a lot of research in There's years and years and years and years and years of research put into it. Not only that, but then there's testing with it too. Yeah, no, I think there's a certain amount of years that they're going through that as well. So, within our end, what, what, what do we do if this all backfires? Yeah, that's... What do we do if, what, you know, you're taking it now because you want to go see this this person or that person or, it, you know, uh, uh, because of reasons uh, that, that, you know, that person can be harmed by or, or whatever it may be. But like, now you have something to think about. Now, I would, I would, I would be, I'm absolutely serious that this guy's in. There's reasons why they're killing you far more with other things than the vaccine. You eat McDonald's, you get killed that way. There's alcohol, crazy life. There's a lot of ways that if they want to kill us, they can kill us. Reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. So here's my personal take on it, and I'm just saying this based off of the research that I basically did before I decided to participate in in the trial and whatnot. From what I was told when I first signed up with 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 the Moderna trial. I literally asked all the questions that you guys are asking and whatnot. And basically, the takeaway that I got from it is this. Is that while granted, it does take five to ten years to really develop a medicine that will basically protect you at the maximum rate of 100%. What people fail to realize is this. When COVID started, it's considered a global pandemic. Not, not, not playing. I'm sorry, a global pandemic, right? Anytime a global pandemic happens, the FDA, as well as the scientists, the government, and things of that 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 nature, they give these companies like Moderna, the Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, AstraZeneca. And I, and I forgot the newer one that John was talking about. That was wet, but it's on the tip of my tongue. It'll probably come out later. But yeah. anyway. AstraZeneca. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I said that. Okay. So the thing about it is this. Whenever a global pandemic is going on, they give these pharmaceutical technology companies um, funds as well as like permission to start developing these vaccines and whatnot. In addition to that, they have to follow extremely strict protocols. They have to go by the book. They have to go by by the policies, the procedures the federal government has basically put in place in order for them, them to basically 
starting developing a vaccine and whatnot. Now, personally, I chose the Moderna trial simply because of the fact that no shade to nobody who, you know, who may be considering getting the Pfizer vaccine. But personally, the Pfizer vaccine to me had more people who had more severe side effects and complications compared to what Moderna had. Moderna in itself, I think they're like more of a newer technology and pharmaceutical company. However, in the same token, during the trial periods, um, they had less numbers. They had less number of people who were basically um, not showing as many side effects from, from, from the vaccine. Plus, in addition to that, while their efficiency rate is 94.4%, again, their trial people was like, oh, well, I really didn't have the side effects even when I did catch COVID, which once again, that, that number is like, is like extremely low. The people didn't suffer as bad as the folks who called it wow on the Pfizer trial. So again, I get what everyone is saying and whatnot, but in the same token, I look at it like this. These pharmaceutical companies have to abide by strict laws, procedures, things of that nature in order for them to basically release these bad vaccines and whatnot. And honestly, I'm at a point where I would rather trust science and basically be able to live to see my mom, my dad, my sisters, my brothers, my cousins, and things of that nature than basically me sitting here I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. And then let's say I do catch it. You know, Lord knows how how my body is going to basically respond to. Yeah. So it's... it's and to piggyback off your science point, like, uh, yeah, but like, we got to start acting now with the vaccine because the virus is already mutated. We're already, like, the COVID second strand is already in the U.S. And I'm still waiting to see what they're going to do on that. They're still reacting to like the stimulus and uh, sharing like the, the Trump presidency to making sure that that transition like properly. So yeah, the second yeah. strand is already in our country. Yeah, so it's already we gotta, uh, we gotta start like working towards the second strand. Yep, there's a UK strand and a South Africa strand. Yeah, and I believe they said that either the South Africa strand was first found. I want to say in. Los Angeles, and then I believe the UK strand was found in Chicago. However, I do know that as of right now, Moderna is actually in the process of basically revamping their vaccine and whatnot um, to better protect against both false strands of the new virus and whatnot. However, in the same token, even if they did re re release the new the new and basically improved that vaccine and whatnot, the people who already got their first or second shot of the Moderna bad vaccine, we would basically have to go back and basically get what called a booster shot right, to basically protect us against uh, you know, the new strains and whatnot. All right, guys, so there you have a lot of different opinions about COVID and life with COVID.
join us next time as we continue to discuss it on next episode of Miami Media School and Chicago Media School podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned.